Hello everybody, welcome back to Moulin Madness. I'm your host as always, Brian. Brian Dash, and today I'm going to tell you the story of chapter possibly 4 through 6 of the Bite of 87. Possibly conclude the story tonight. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mike came in. Alright, so... Uh, Chelsea said it's Wolfie's turn tonight, and after that, it's going to be Dustin's, and after that, Foxina. So, let's see what I have to do tonight. Hey, man. Oh, um, hey there, Wolfie. Hey. So, remember when you were a kid, and you asked me about why I wear this star of my eye and face paint? Mark thought back. Back when he was a kid. Hi, Wolfie. Hey, little buddy. What's up? Nothing. Why do you wear that makeup? I would like to call it stage paint or stage makeup, but I do it because I'm a rock and roll singing wolf. I have to have my trademark, you know? Kiss had their trademark. You know, Glam Rocks had their face paint. and Van Halen and all of them. Though I have some that made them special. So... I'm kind of in between, like, Paul Stanley and Glamrock. Oh. So, what song is he today? I'm playing the song Howling Out of My Soul. Can, can I wear stage makeup too? Hmm. Well, I could paint your face if you like, but you can't be up on the stage and you can't have the exact same stage makeup as the rest of the band. Oh. Tell you what, little buddy. You come back in a few years and I'll make sure to paint your face just the way I painted all of our faces. And on top of that, I'll let you go get on stage and maybe I'll talk Chelsea into making the play the guitar. How's that sound? Mike said that was wonderful when he was a kid. And he came back to reality. So I have an idea, buddy. You already got the guitar from Chelsea, right? Yeah. You already know how to play a lot. A little, right? Right. She taught you the song Howling Out My Soul, right? Right. Okay. Come with me. And Wolfie took him backstage and painted his face. Okay. Ready? One, two, one, two, three, four. And then began to play and sing Howling Out My Soul. After a little time playing and singing the song, they began talking. I'm sorry, man, that I uh, kind of tried to maw you earlier. You know, this week, I didn't mean to. I didn't even know it was you, honest. I promise. I know. Mike, I'm sorry that uh, y'all kind of Went after you. It was an accident. It's alright. It was an honest mistake. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I mean, Mike. It's okay, Wolfie. You can call me Mikey. 
Thanks, old buddy. And if we went back to the others, Mike finished up his shift that night and went back home. Wolfie said, Hey guys, good news. What? Did you call your bloodthirsty murderer? said Dustin. No. He's cool about it. Let's just say Chelsea's not the only one that gets to call him Mikey now. Well, my turn tomorrow, said Foxina. Oh, Foxina. I was thinking, you should go last. Foxina said, why? Because, at the pressure off all of us, he cares about you more than all of us. So it's going to be ice on the cake over you. Alright, I'll go after Dustin. The next night. That ends chapter 4. Chapter 5. Dustin's turn. <clears throat> well, a few years went by and that's when Mikey walked in. Dustin was reading a book. He was reading Lightning Lacey. He laid down the book and walked up. Hey, Mike. Hey. Uh, Dustin. What were you doing? Oh, I was just reading Lightning Lacey book, waiting for you to come in. Oh. So, uh, what part were you in? I was probably in where it said after a few years. Oh, cool. So, uh, it's your turn to my trust, apparently. If I can. So, uh, what you gonna do? Well, you see, we got guitarists. We got singers. We got bass. Well, one thing we don't have is a drummer. And I know how to play the drums, but... I'm the lead guitarist, man. Oh, okay. Not lead guitarist, lead bass player. But I know how to play the guitar really well. So, I was thinking I'll train you how to do the drums. That way, if we ever need a drummer, which would be very useful, during the song Howling Out of My Soul, which you have learned, I was thinking, why not just teach how to play drums? Okay. So Dustin sat down at the table and said, well... Before we get the big boys, you gotta learn how to play it on the table. So, it goes like this. Now you try. Okay. A little faster. Very good. Keep going. Now do it as fast as you can. Very good. Now try doing, uh, like, try doing the tune to faithfully. 
No, I'm forever yours, faithfully. Not bad, not bad. Keep practicing, Dustin said. And Mike kept practicing over and over and over. All right, very good. I think you're time to try out on the big boys. And Mike went over to the drums, the live rock drum kit, and began to play. That's when everyone walked out of their rooms to see what was happening. And they were shocked to find out that Mike had natural born talent on the drums. Wow, Mikey, you're real good, said Foxina. All of you? All of you are here? Oh, um, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And Foxina. Walk back to her room. Nice one, kid. You did good, Mike. Dustin? Yeah? You can call me Mikey again if you want. You got support. Mikey it is. And then Mike went back to his house. Ready for his last shift. Or second to last shift. For that week. <clears throat> Dustin went back to his room. Just to find out that. His room door. Was already open. What the. He walked in. And saw. Dusty. Hey there Dustin. What you doing? What are you doing here? Dustin asked. Isn't obvious. I'm here to make your life a living nightmare. I'm gonna start by, well, doing it, Mikey. You touch him, and I'm not gonna be the only one that's after you. Trust me. Have you seen Fox in Mad? I have. You won't walk away from it. Maybe, but then again, maybe I will. After all, Dustin, I'm the true nightmare. And Dusty walked away. <clears throat> that ends chapter five. Chapter six. Foxina's time to shine. Foxina walked into her room and the next night put on her pirate makeup and her pirate jet dress and waited on her coach. Mike walked in, set stuff in his office and started looking for Foxina. That's when the lights went off and she sang, do what you want because a pirate is free, you are a pirate. Yar har filly being a pirate is so fun to be. Do what you want because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. Hey Foxina. Hey Mike. And Foxina walked down off her stage. 
Can I give you a hug? I guess. So she went over and hugged Mike tight. It's nice to see you again, Mike. It's nice to see you too, Faustina. Follow me to the landing. So we followed her to the landing. She sat down in her old rocking chair and said, I remember the times between shows when I would sit here and relax, and you would come over and ask for a pirate story. I'd lift you up, sit you down in my lap, and tell you all about me adventures. Remember those? Yeah, that was a highlight of my childhood. You're also very soft. I know. More times than one, I caught you laying next to me, laying your head on my furry chest as I wrapped my tail around you as you fell asleep in my arms. <coughs> Those were the highlights of me days, lad. You were the only child ever allowed to see me lap. And the only child that ever fell asleep in my arms. Mike sat down on the stage, which was the pirate ship to Pirates Landing, and said, Yeah, I miss those days. Foxina said, Well, I got more pirate stories if you'd like to hear them. Would you like to finish off your pirate stories the way you started? Sitting on your lap, resting on your arms. I'm a little old for that. It never healed. Are you sure, mate? Okay. You hear this once. Foxy and I let Mike sit in her lap as she rocked back and forth, cradling a almost 21 year old man in her arms. Mike thought it was a little odd, but then again, it was only him and Foxina. Foxina began to relay her adventures to him. Mike laughed, and Mike started to tell her of his adventures too. It took turns until Foxina was telling him about the second time she met the infamous Blackbeard. That's when Mike yawned and snuggled close. She held him close to her as she rocked back and forth, talking to him, telling him about the pirates and her fight with Blackbeard. Finally, Mike fell asleep in Foxina's arms. She sat there and rocked back and forth. Coming a pirate theme. Mm -hmm. Mike fell asleep. To the song. When Mike fell asleep, she started singing it a little bit. Da da 
As she walked back and forth, imagine the boat was rocking the chair, making it go back and forth. She sighed and whispered to herself, I miss the days of when I sailed on the seas. She sighed. That's when she picked up Mike and set him in his office, sent him in the chair. And she got a blanket and covered him up and said, Sit around, Mike. Later, Mike woke up, staring directly at the man there for the day shift. Who are you? The man said, AJ. I'm AJ. I'm here for the day shift. And, uh, you were sleeping. The boss finds that he's going to kill you. You know, uh, I wasn't sleeping. I was just resting my eyes. Yeah, buddy. Problem is, I have to tell the boss. So, uh, sorry about that. Uh, maybe the boss won't fire you. I mean, it's your first week. He might have some slack with you. So don't worry about it. Hey, AJ went to work. Foxina said, Bye, Mike. I'll see you tomorrow. It's okay, Foxina. You can call me Mikey. Foxina smiled. I will, lad. I will. Before Mike had a chance to leave, they heard something. Michael, we need to talk to you in my office. ASAP. Okay then, boss. He went to the back room and the boss talked to him. <sighs> okay, man, here's a problem. <sighs> Before you say something, boss, I thought we were going to talk in your office. But that's just it. We're turning the back room into my office. We're moving the parts and service down the hall. <sighs> anyway, Mike. Here's the problem. I heard you were sleeping on a job. That is not permitted here. Now, I know that you didn't really understand. I mean, I didn't tell you the rules. Nonetheless, that is pretty self-explanatory that you're not supposed to sleep on the night shift. I'm sorry, man. I just save it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you working here with us. Might as well go home. You're fired. Hear me, Mike? Fired. Mike turned in his badge and walked away. The boss, with no remorse, returned back to his room. His previous office until the back room was moved and he made the new, the old back room back into his office. <coughs> That's when the new night guard came in for an interview. His name was Jeremy. Hey there, Jeremy. Hey, boss. 
Well, what do you want? I'm here for an interview for the night shift. You know what? Save your interview. Go right ahead. I just fired another one of our uh, ex-employees. Okay. So Jeremy went and sat down at the office later that night. That's when Foxy and the others walked in and said, Hey, who are you? I'm Jeremy. Chapter 7 The Bite of 87 You're who? asked Foxina. My name's Jeremy. And I'm taking over the shift for a slacker known as Mike. Don't call him a slacker. What are you going to do? You're not a stinking smelly animatronic. What did you just call us? Wolfie asked. You heard me, wolf boy. Stinky, smelly animatronics. And with that, Wolfie jumped on Jeremy and bit his frontal lobe clean off. Jeremy fell to the floor. Not moving, bleeding, but was most definitely still alive. Foxina looked and said, Wolfie, what you that for? Relax, the human body can survive without the frontal lobe. I mean, yeah, he'll suffer some brain damage, but he shouldn't have called us what he did. Wolfie, that's not right. You should have left me out, Foxina said. Well, you know what, you're the tender one out of all of us. Besides, you're too slow in the draw there. Besides, I don't think Mike would take to someone as well as he would you. And finding out that you bit off the frontal lobe of an employee would probably not be the best. The boss was about to leave for the night until the animatronics cornered the boss. He bit off Jeremy's frontal lobe, matey, said Foxina. Or at least Wolfie did. And if you want the same thing to happen to you, you'll rehire Mike. Do we make ourselves clear? You make yourselves crystal clear. They took Jeremy to the hospital, the boss did. And boss called up Mike, asking if he'll give him a second chance if he'll work there again. Mike agreed. Later that day, it was 1987. 1987, May 6th. A little girl walked in. Hey mommy, look, look, the girl yelled. An ugly fox, and she ran up to it. That's, that's fine, dear. Don't, don't climb on it. That's what the mom said, looking at her phone. Calling people. That's what Mike said as he was working the day shift that night, that day. 
a little girl, you're not allowed to climb over Foxine like that. That's against your policies. <laughs> you're not my mom. You can't tell me what to do, little girl said. Mike walked over to the mother. Ma'am, can you please tell your daughter that she's not allowed to get that close to Foxina? <sighs> Look, she's not hurting anyone, said the mom. If she wants to play with the fox, then let her play with the fox. That's when the girl made the biggest mistake of her life. Mommy, look how dumb the pirate fox looks. That's when Foxina glitched and bit the girl. She bit her arm off completely. The mother screamed at the top of her lungs, grabbed her child, and began to swear and curse at the fox. Foxina, eyes turned back to her normal beautiful yellow eyes. What have I done? What have I done? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Mike said, Foxina, I know it wasn't your fault. It's okay. It wasn't your fault. You're stupid fox. She, Mom yelled with more swearing. Bid my daughter's arm off. I'm going to sue your... More swearing. Company. Until they pay for all this damage. I... I hate this. A lot of swearing. Place. You... You... More swearing. Of a night guard. Or day guard, or I don't care. She spit Mike's face and marched off to the car, driving her daughter to the hospital. Mike went back to the old parts and service room to see if he could find some way to make everything alright. Maybe a robot arm would work. That's when he saw a knife from behind him. He turned around just to see a knife go deep into his chest. Then he saw someone. Someone in a suit. It was Dusty. And out from the suit climbed Billy Bob Bakerman. Mike, knowing that Billy Bob Bakerman would try to stab him again if he saw he was still alive, he decided to fall to the floor while holding his breath. His next thing he saw was blood-stained paws walking out of the room, shutting the door behind him. Mike passed out. He woke up a little bit later, seeing a pink paw lying next to him. It's okay, Mike. It's me. It's Foxina. Foxina. She said, we're petting him. I'm here. I'm here now. She picked him up. I, I gotcha. Okay. And she took him to a hidden part of the room. The suit's a little older. And it does have some glitches, but it'll eventually get you where you need to go. Foxina said, 
make your way to the backstage and take your way to backstage she said and sure enough it will make sure that you get to where you need and then we can fix you up there and then remove the suit Mike nodded and he got into a suit a gold suit a golden fox suit that Foxina brought him and he could teleport it was called Golden Foxina he eventually teleported to the place he needed to go I made it Mike said and Foxina walked up to him with a gold knife now this will hurt but it's the only way to heal you it's magic wait Foxina what are you doing and Foxina drove the knife deep into Mike and Mike's body healed it has special healing powers crystal from Star Fox used her staff to cast a healing spell on it And Mike got up. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you, Foxina. <sighs> he began to gasp. Then he was healed. But the little girl. Why do you think I had the knife in my hand? I used it on the girl, too. The girl's arm has grown back. What about Jeremy? Uh, yeah, I'm not using it on him. He calls us smelly animatronics, so he got what was given to him. Besides, it wasn't me, it was Wolfie, so if I healed him, Wolfie would just buy his arm off again. Or his arm and his frontal lobe, at least. Wolfie doesn't really like him. He was aiming for his head, but he missed. And he just got his frontal lobe. Oh, Mike said. So, where are you going now? Are you going to leave us again, or are you staying? No more leaving, Mike said. From now on, I'm part of the Foxina family. Foxina smiled. You are always part of the Foxina family. But we have an extra room available, if you're interested. Like, stay here forever? Yep. I'll raise you as your guardian. Wolfie will help raise you with me. And Dustin and Chelsea would make wonderful aunts and uncles. Well. Looks like I'm staying. She smiled and hugged him. Back in the new parts and service room. Dusty sat there. Don't worry, Teresa. He talked to an empty, gold-like bear suit. Don't you worry, none. Wolfie had taken everything from us. This was just a distraction to keep him from knowing that I found all the places. So, Wolfie will pay 
first Boxina, then Dusty, then Chelsea, and finally Mike. I'll take away his heart first, Boxina, then, and only then, will our revenge be complete. And Dusty set up a little incident that was sure to make Wolfie and Chelsea, who were both lovers at the time, break up. He laid pictures of Foxina and pretty poses in her pirate dress on Wolfie's pillow, which caused a fight. And if you want to find out what happens next, please keep your eyes peeled for my next video, Fright Night. I'll try to post it tomorrow, and if I don't, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we have to mention, the end. Thank you for listening to the story. Uh, Fright Night will be coming out hopefully, probably tomorrow. I know this story was a little uh, odd. Or just kind of boring. I'm sorry if that's true. But, uh, yeah, it helps you kind of understand what's going to happen in the next video. Anyway, thank you for so much for watching this video. If you liked this video, please push the like button in the face like a boss. As always, high fives all around. Thank you so, 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 so much for watching. And I'll see you all next time. In the next video! And as a one, please remember, look into the shadows, because this was a strange one. And for more visits by me, do not worry, because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you, everyone, and good night.